Welcome to another episode of the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Today, I um, don't have a lot of jokes for you, but I do have a really good guest. I have with me uh, the founder of Jungle Scout, Greg Mercer. So, Greg, welcome. Scott, thanks a lot for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, I have uh, definitely been aware of the products that you've been working on for for quite some time. And if I had to... Um, you know, argue in a room forever of who is winning in the Amazon SaaS tools. It's hard to um, to not talk about Jungle Scout because of how long they've been around and how many people have have used them as, as in a lot of cases as the only tool that they use on Amazon. So, really glad to have you. Um, and there's and there's, but um, there's something interesting about Jungle Scout is that uh, they are growing their features faster than you could even talk about them in one podcast. <laughs> and so I want to dive into some of those things, uh, things that I found uh, more interesting uh, that you're, you guys have been working on. And, but, but first I wanted to ask you a question or two. So, so how big has Jungle Scout grown? I mean, how many, how many developers do you have? We have about 50 developers and it's about a hundred, it's almost 150 people total now. I actually thought it was smaller than that until a couple of days ago when we were looking at bonuses and seeing how, how big of the a bucket it was for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've been on that. I, my company, um, Buy Boxer, is actually similar size. We've, we've been a, as big as 175 and then, you know, based off of, uh, Random things. We're actually down below 150, um, but you know, and then those numbers for bonuses can get real big if you want to roll out, you know, a parties or programs or whatever. So yeah, no kidding. I, I, I feel you there. Um, and um, one question I wanted to hit is a lot of people um, they want to transition at some point in their careers to a SaaS product, you know, like a software solution out there. Um, because they just have a way of like scaling really well. So when people ask you, you know, for advice, what do you tell them? Yeah, great question. You know, I think one thing is any business that you don't do always seems easier, right? <laughs> like whenever you think of like new business ideas or look at other people's businesses, it always seems easier, right? Like, oh man, that like whatever business you dream of is always easier than the one you have. <laughs> So I mean, Very true. <laughs> the thing about SaaS companies that I've found is like, uh, I guess for me at least, it's always been relatively easy to get like 50 or, or 100 customers. So you know, if you have a little bit of money or are a developer, have a couple of developers that can kind of build the tool for you, I feel like it's not that hard to get like 50 or 100 customers paying you 20, 30, 50 bucks a month, something like that. But what I've found and what I've seen just kind of like in the industry is it's quite a bit harder to scale above that. And, you know, because if we think about like the Amazon software tool space, for example, like if you look at like the MWS app store, you know, there's like, I forget, like 800 or 1,000 SaaS tools in there. But 900 and if there's a thousand, like 980 of them you've never heard of before in your life, right? Like they may just have like a handful of customers. Um, so it is pretty hard to reach like these larger scales. And like another just example of that is 
they're like I, I guess there's kind of like a lot of telling signs of that. But like another example of that would just be the amount of companies that reach a large scale without raising significant significant amounts of money is like pretty small, right? These, you know, all these companies that get to be like pretty big and have these huge exits, they all like, I mean, like a lot of them, 90% plus have raised tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So yeah, I think that's what I would tell you. Like, I, I'm not telling you no, but I think it's also good to be realistic about yeah what the kind of chances are and that at the end of the day, it is a business just like anything that's tough. Yeah, no, that's, I, I couldn't say it too much better. Uh, you, you know, when you start a company, say when you start a jungle scout or, um, you know, I started mine, you're always looking at others that are like super successful and you see that they have these like huge moats. You're like, I can never be as big as them. And, <laughs> um, and then if you get enough, you know, wind behind your back, if you have good enough partners, people that uh, do a great job, you know, five years down the road, you look back and you're like, I am nowhere where we used to be. And mm. you actually have built some of those unfair advantages. And, um, and so, I mean, like, obviously, congratulations to you for uh, having done that. And um, I'm actually really excited about you know, where you guys are moving now, um, you know, with so many developers and all only building tools for Amazon, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what you guys can put together because you, you kind of knocked out your, uh, you knocked out of the park, your first, uh, you know, what tool you're most known for, which is like your product research and, um, you know, the ability to, to find, um, you know, uh, products on Amazon that, uh, can inspire, uh, you know, particularly like private label or, you know, just like uh, inventor mm -hmm. in, inventors who, who want to um, add to the marketplace. So that's what you guys nailed. And, um, and I think you guys are, are showing that you have a chance to be building a lot more. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions about and just like talk about what I found interesting because you guys just did a um, – a release kind of like two months of releases they that you call it eight weeks um with eight uh features so mm -hmm. um uh how much work you know behind the scenes uh did you have to do to get to to launch eight features in, in eight weeks <laughs> it's a lot um you know i think we were talking a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this and you know part of it was actually that it worked out like a little bit of with timing. Like we knew we wanted to grow the team and scale the product. We had a whole bunch of stuff we wanted to build. So towards the end of 2018 and towards the 2019, we started really expanding our product team a lot. Like, uh, you know, there's about 50 developers, but there's also uh, six or eight product managers and UX guys. And some of that team in total is maybe like 70 people. Whereas in the middle of 2018, it was probably only like 20 or 30. So it's just grown a lot. So we hired a lot of these people in the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019. All of a sudden we have a tremendous amount of more capacity to just be building and improving our tool. 
And that's when they started working on a lot of this new stuff we wanted to build. And if you kind of just you think about the timeline, you know, that stuff doesn't get built over time or overnight. It takes months. So what was happening is like a lot of all these new features and functionality we were building was going to be ready at the same time. And that's when we kind of planned the marketing promotion around it, which was, you know, the eight weeks of feature releases. But yeah, they definitely weren't built overnight. There were months and months in the making. Um, it's just kind of how timing worked out. Awesome. So let's jump into them. Um, so the first one that caught my attention uh, was the keyword scout tool. This uh, has a, uh, a reverse ASIN lookup kind of feel where you can you can punch in an ASIN and it shows you the keywords that people are using to find that. Um, right. And um, so I, I mean, Many people maybe have used uh, these these types of tools before, but you you guys now have one in your in your in your suite. Um, now, my first question was was actually what uh, was the criteria that you used to come up with these you know these keywords? So if I so if I punch in a uh, you know we have a we have a paint kit and I just threw that in and you know you know certain keywords come up. Um, uh, what do you, what what criteria do you use to come up with like the list of keywords? Yeah, so what we decided to do is we decided to do all the keywords that you rank on the first five pages for. Okay. Uh, so it's well, it's kind of like the the search volume has to be greater than I forget like at least ten or twenty searches a month. So it can't be like a keyword no one ever searches for. But then for those keywords, you have to be ranked on the first five pages, and we chose that because. There were other tools that showed kind of like all the keywords you were indexed for, or there's a few different ways to do it, right? Uh-huh. What we found is like, you'll be like indexed for words that have nothing to do with your product, right? So I think you just said like a paint kit, you know, somewhere in that, uh, in your listing, maybe you talk about uh, the paint in this paint kit easily washes off your hands. And like, you'll be indexed for like hand wash or something like that, right? But that's not really a relevant keyword and Amazon knows that. And that's why you wouldn't be ranked on the first five pages for those keywords. Okay. So by doing it this way, we, it's, it's usually a very high quality list of keywords. Um, you know, well, I usually will call BS if, or tell you if something's like, well, it's not working quite as well as what I'd hope, but I mean, that actually works pretty dang well. Like the list of keywords you see are pretty high quality. Yeah, no, I noticed that. And, um, and then, you know, some of the data that you show on those keywords are, you know, how difficult would it be to rank higher on this keyword? There's kind of a score. And um, and then you have another number about how many um, how many giveaways you would need to do mm-hmm. to, to, to rank in the top three. You know, if you gave this many products a day, you know, after a week's time, you will, uh, you know, or have organic position in in the top three is that right yes and you know these i guess like the method of doing kind of like giveaways or these deep discounts to launch products it's not quite as popular as what it used to be and that's kind of when we came out with it when it was real popular the i think it still can be used as like general guidance because that's usually around the number of sales like the the people in the top are making. Um, but it gives you a little bit of an idea of like how big of kind of a promotional campaign you need to run if you're launching a brand new product in order to get it to rank well. Okay, yeah. And so 
you you kind of you kind of hint at that that it's not as popular anymore. Might be because of um, Amazon uh, doesn't uh, score giveaways, you know, into their uh, algorithm maybe as well as they used to. Have, I agree have, with that. Yeah, so that's what you've seen. Um, I mean, I've actually used uh, your your feature just like a few weeks ago. We had this paint kit is actually the one that mm-hmm. we um, we did, and we, we you know we were um, there's a lot of reasons. One, we just had way too much inventory, and, mm-hmm. and two, like we saw an opportunity, like the product like uh, could do better, and um, so you know using. Um, uh, you guys have a, a you know a, a launch uh, feature that you have there, and, and you can do a promotion inside of your platform. And I did it successfully. You know, we advertised, um, we, we put a discount of seventy five percent off, and we uh, were able to sell about uh, twenty five products. And okay. um, how d- with that? I still, I actually don't know. Um, you know, I just sold 25 products, like what, uh, at a, at a discount, what benefits do you think I can get? You know, are we going to start yeah, to rank question. or is it just still uh, up in the air? No, Amazon still puts a certain level of, there's still a certain weighting to deeply discounted products. You said you did 75% off? Yes. So no one knows for sure how like A9 algorithm works, right? But my best guess from all these different launches that I've seen would be that if you like at that discount, say like 75% off, I'm guessing it gets weighted as like a third of a sale or a half a sale as what a full price sale would. They definitely wised up. It was... 12 to 18 months ago, I'd say when all of a sudden we saw a change kind of like overnight about like the effectiveness of some of these. And I'm quite confident that that's what they did. It's like, it doesn't mean that you get no boost from it, but if you were to have that many real sales, you would get quite a bit more of a boost if that makes sense. Uh And because I mean, if you think about it, it's like, all right, well, at what level then do you get full, uh, like full weight? of those sales and the ranking algorithms, right? Is it like, is it 10% off, 20% off, 30% off? So I think there's just some kind of sliding scale in the algorithm that like the deeper the discount, the less that it's weighted in your sales velocity and how that factors into your organic rankings. Okay. Well, um, no, I, I agree with you completely. And my, one of my favorite things is I know that uh, the uh, launch feature that you have there in the promotions, I know they're TOS compliant. I had like zero because you're using the promotions within side of um, Amazon. I get right. I, have, I have questions about the TOS uh, um, with other launch features out there. So I was very happy to, that I, I knew that what you guys were doing was above board. Um, now let's go back to this paint kit. What else could I do in conjunction with? Um, you know, I, I sold twenty units. In this way, uh, and, and you may not have a, a specific answer to this, but um, what what else? What aside from um, you know, I guess there's PPC, but is there is there another uh, kind of like a promotion or a launch that you know you think would easily like work alongside of this, maybe to get some uh, full price sales? Yeah, good question. 
I personally, all I do is I give away coupons and do PPC. There's obviously a lot of different tactics out there that people use. You'll hear them talking about building lists or running paid ads on different platforms to Amazon or, you know, all kinds of little things like that. I personally have found, I've tried a lot of that stuff, but I've personally found it's kind of, I've just never been able to make it that cost effective and or it's just taken up like way too much of my time. Mm-hmm. So what I've found works best is just, you know, my first few weeks or month after launching a product, I'll get pretty aggressive on the PPC. And other than that, I just give away some of those coupons to help get some additional sales. And I've found through that, I'm usually able to get kind of like the the little boost at the beginning that I'm looking for. Yeah. No, I mean... Uh... It proved itself very quickly that we got, you know, I, I, I've actually used a few different tools for, you know, you know, promotions and I got the most sales, uh, through jungle scouts. Um, nice. you know, we got 25 sales. I've, I've seen, you know, like five, six, seven or eight, but this was 25 and I, that's a, that's a, a healthy enough number to do something. Um, where, uh, I actually don't know, um, where do people Who's who's finding these products? Where are they buying them? Yeah, it's over at a website. You can go to it. It's called jumpsend.com. Okay. And yeah, they're just, uh, I forget how many we have. I think around a quarter million shoppers. Um, the site gets like 60 or 80,000 hits a day. And, you know, these are just people there just looking for bargains, right? Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Awesome. It's uh, quite effective. And then, you know, I don't know how long you ran it for, but I forget the exact time frame. I think like after one or two days, you'll have the ability inside of Jungle Scouts like bump it back up to the top. Because what we found is like the first hour when you're at the top of the list of deals, you'll get like a whole bunch of requests. But then like one day later, you kind of drop down. There's like a thousand deals on top of you, right? So uh-huh. you, then you you get a chance to bump it back up to the top to get a whole bunch more. So okay. if you want to do more than 25 You'll essentially, you'll see, it's like a little button that comes up there. You click it and it bumps it back up to the top. Well, um, we have a thousand of these paint kits, so I might be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Okay. So, um, I mean, we're not going to cover all the features that, uh, you know, you you launched for those eight weeks, but I'm just going to hit the other ones that, that caught my attention. Um, so this is, uh, you, you have a rank tracker. This is to, uh, track keywords and, uh, your products performances on those keywords. So is this, you know, tracking, you know, say like if you're ranked first, second or third, and then like over time I could see how my, my position is, is that the, yep, that's exactly right. All right. So when you first load in an ASIN, the keywords, you know, you don't, uh, or usually don't have any data for it. But if you check back in a few days, it'll show you a graph of how your rank has changed each day uh-huh. uh, for those particular keywords. So, you know, it's really nice to use that like in conjunction if you're trying to do the launch like you were talking about, right? Because what I would do is I would first add that little uh, paint kit in there with all of the keywords. And actually what you can do is, uh, actually it sounds like you already did this, right? You do like a reverse ASIN search for that paint kit you see all the keywords that you rank on the first five pages for. And then I just make a list out of that keyword group. And then I just add all those into my rank tracker for that paint kit. Yeah. And then yeah. you uh, and then you can see like, okay, after I gave away all those promotions, what happened with my rank? And 
yeah, that's how you know whether or not it's working and that's kind of how we follow along. No, I like rank trackers. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, obviously sales tell you like what's happening, but rank trackers are another way of like showing you, you know, where, where, where you're moving and say, if you Mm -hmm. want to conjoin, no, no, actually rank trackers can show you if, um, you know, if PPC is doing its job. And if, you know, you say you invest a few hundred dollars on a specific keyword, uh, you'll want to see how that's, that's playing out over time. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like about this feature, among others, is I, as you know, I actually did, uh, of all my podcasts, uh, since you guys had so many features, I had to like study more for this one than most of my other podcasts <laughs> that I put together. Um, and I had the thought more than once, I was like, well... Now that they do this, like I kind of want to, you know, unsign us up for some other uh, <laughs> software. Nice, that so, was our goal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you'll you'll get there uh, if you have those nine sprint teams, you know, still cracking away. So that's that. That was on the back of my mind as I was I was preparing these. So then you have um, alerts. Um, uh, there's other alert tools out there, but like, what do you think is the, uh, the most, uh, like what, what's alerts, uh, primary feature here? Is this like, you know, tracking reviews? Is this tracking, you know, product page changes or, you know, dropping the buy box? Yeah. Good question. Uh, really for all of the above, you know, like you just said, we're, we're definitely not the first one to invent alerts, right? I think what we found is our, a lot of our customers were like, Hey, now you have all this other stuff or building all this other stuff. Like this is the only other program I pay for. Can you just build it in? It's like, well, yeah, we already, uh, you know, crawl these pages for lots of data every day. We can easily just tell you whether or not something changed. So Uh the most used alerts are, to get a notification when there is a uh, a new review, if your listing is suppressed, or if there's uh, a change of buy box or additional sellers on the listing. Mm-hmm. So it can do like a dozen, I don't know, a whole bunch of different types of alerts, but those would be the ones when yep. I look in the analytics that are most used. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, we have... Uh, we actually set up alerts around, you know, the page content. We have found that weird things happen with content, uh, you know, from yep. the the, uh, the titles and the descriptions and the bullet points. And it's just uh, impossible for us to track uh, so many products without some sort of alert system. So right. um, those are definitely uh, very interesting and useful. Um, okay, then the last actually uh, topic or uh, feature that I found interesting that you guys worked – it looks like you're putting together some degree of like an inventory manager. And mm-hmm. having worked in, in you know software for inventory management uh, for the last seven years, I know that you guys have an infinite amount of um, – uh, uh, features here <laughs> that you can uh, that you can do. It, what I really liked, and especially for your audience that the inventory manager had, was kind of a scheduler for um, you know if something's coming from China, you do need to like plan it differently than if in if you, if your inventory is coming you know from somewhere uh, domestic, somewhere that that ships a lot quicker. Um, yep. So tell me a little bit more about like your, uh, when you, when you think of the inventory manager and like, you know, how you guys, what you guys put in, 
uh, uh, yeah, just let me know, like, like what, what, where, where is, do you think the, the tool is now? And like, where might it be in say six months? Yeah. Great question. I'd say the tool right now is still kind of like in its infancy. We wanted to go ahead and release it because otherwise in the software world, there can be a, a bad habit of like, you could always make improvements to everything, right? So there could always be a bad habit of like, no, let's not release yet. Let's build this first. Let's build this first. Right now it works quite well in a simple way. And that is, you know, if you load in all your lead times that it can tell you when to do replenishments, um, how you're tracking, it takes into account different things like your sales history over 15 or 30 or 60 or 90 days. And it can also help you plan cash flow a little bit because it shows you reorder costs versus reorder profits. And it has some nice visuals to go along with it. So I like all of that. But what I'm really excited about with it, so that's where it's at today. What I'm really excited about with it is our data science team has built some really, really accurate uh, seasonality algorithms that are going to be incorporated into the tool. So it's seasonality with forecasting. So what we found is like the first year that you sell a product, it's quite difficult to uh, just know how much inventory you're going to need when. And that's essentially the biggest pain point for sellers, I think, is like running out of for, or like trying to just forecast inventory needs when you've never sold that product that time of year before. Like you could look at some of your competitors, like their historical sales or some things like that. But the reason I'm excited about this is because like it takes into account the seasonality of all the different search terms that, oh, that really? product is ranking for. Yeah. And where it's ranking for those search terms. And then not only that, but then also factors in the historical sales for the other people ranking for that same search term because i think like v1 was if you only used search volume to do your forecasting and like the seasonality models there are what we found is there are certain search terms that just convert better certain times of the year as others so like that was v1 and that like gave you a little bit of an idea but by combining that with the historical sales for competitors that rank for the same search terms and were in stock during that time period, all of a sudden they could they came up with these like really, really accurate uh, seasonality models that you can use for forecasting. So that's what's going to be released soon that I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, that's ve- yeah I, I like that. That's not an easy problem to solve. Um, I've actually done similar work in that. And I think I kind of had to scrap it to a degree Probably because I, I I didn't have the keyword data that I know you guys have. Um, that makes it not a trivial feature because I mean um, Q4 inventory planning is um, with storage fees the way they are right now. Yeah, there's a lot at stake for that. And yeah, a uh, lot of cash. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I have a lot of headaches uh, right now. And the thing is, is we were doing so much to avoid uh, the Q4 storage fees and our top product is probably going to sell out. It's December 13th right now that we're recording. And if I didn't change the price and raise the price today, we'd be out by the weekend. We, 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 yeah. We've got about two more days of stock. Like, I mean, this is like the good problem to have, but um 
Man, it's really hard to know though. Then it's so frustrating when you run out of stock because it's like, damn, I was selling a hundred units a day. Uh, like, if I was just in stock for ten more days, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I don't. We don't have a lot of products like this, but we're at, we're selling a thousand a day right now. And Whoa. <laughs> I mean, if I knew how to create unicorns like this one, you know, every day, then I I I, I would uh, definitely be changing my my daily job, but. You know, it's that's epic. It, it, it's hard to get to that top tier. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of fight to get there. But once you get it, like then it's actually still it's a different kind of problem. You know, these the inventory management just becomes a very different issue where you're like, okay, you know, how many um, containers and like how many, you know, when do I need to do what? And you know, we can't have everything come in on October fifteenth because it's just going to sit there until Christmas hits. And right. Um, if you do things right, you can save yourself, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars inventory fees, um, especially for these, like, you know, these uh, big hitting products. Um, okay, uh, actually, there was la- one last thing that I wanted to, to talk about, which I was surprised and happy that you guys have something like this together. Looks like you've incorporated inside of your Jungle Scout subscription. An academy, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that you have stuff like this because I want more good trainings out there that are transparent, they're cheap, um, or free-ish. I mean, like this podcast is free. I uh, I haven't charged uh, listeners anything. I get paid in the hearts and minds of listeners in my quest for world domination, but. Um, uh, so you guys have an academy and uh, with a lot of videos that just like really talk about the basics of, of how to be a seller. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I probably t- take a s- – there's great courses out there that people like pay, you know, 500 or $2,000 for. But like there's also great courses out there that are uh, close to free as possible and – And that's kind of like if if I'm jumping on a limb here, like that's kind of what you're trying to do with your academy is like it's just train them to 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 think Amazon. Yeah, you know, I think we started that because we 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 produce just tons of content in general, and most of it's hosted on YouTube, which is nice for extra exposure for Jungle Scout, and you know, YouTube's like a good platform and everything, right? But what we found is there were a lot of our customers that were inside of Jungle Scout and they're looking at something and they'd go to YouTube and they'd watch a few of our videos and they'd come back and we're like, man, we should just produce some really high quality content that actually is not even on YouTube. This content's typically better edited and higher quality that just lives inside of our application. So of course we have all the tutorials about how to use our product and best practices and all that kind of stuff. But then we just also talk about other stuff that has nothing to do with our product, like uh, best practices for sourcing or uh, how to create packaging or yeah. like whatever yeah. stuff like that. I paid a little bit more attention to, uh, to, to those uh, modules that you have together where like you're training people like, okay, you know, if you're going to source in China, like here's some things you got to think about. Um, and, or even, you know, optimizing a, a product page. I, I, I watched your, yours about, you know, about what you got to consider with your images and, I mean, this is like crucial stuff. If people are going to, you know, consider themselves, uh, you know, if they're going to dabble in the e-commerce world, I want them to become e-commerce professionals. 
that's kind of the point of the podcast right. is like, but by the end of like listening or like watching uh, some trainings that you're actually going to be a, uh, a, a more disciplined uh, and, uh, you know, e-commerce professional. Yep, exactly. And um, so, I mean, kudos to that. And I, uh, I think I'll probably be dabbling in some of those uh, more myself. I'm always, because every single time I watch uh, stuff like that, I was, you, you pick up one thing, you know, like, right. like a reminder of like, oh yes, when I'm looking at this product page, I got to like, I got to worry about, about this. Um, and so, I mean, I, I didn't have too much to ask about that, but just like to point attention to it. And I'm actually like really happy because I, you know, people come to me all the time about, you know, how to learn about doing things on Amazon and I'm way more uh, prone to recommend something uh, that has less ulterior, like that's like a, a low, uh, you know, a low upfront cost, you know, and right. you, you could join Jungle Scout for uh, a month and have access to the entire um, catalog. Um, so that's awesome. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where you guys uh, end up. Even in 2020, you'll be a, you'll be a different company. Um, so, uh, Greg, I wanted to thank you a lot for uh, coming on the podcast and just talking about uh, some of the different tools out there and, and actually bringing a lot of uh, uh, you know data science on top of um, uh, e-commerce knowledge to uh, you know to the conversation of how to sell on Amazon. And so, so thanks for coming on. And uh, the good news here is we're actually going to end. I have never promoted uh, Jungle Scout, um, uh, you know, publicly, but I am actually on this podcast. I'm going to have a link where people, if, if you're new to Jungle Scout, you can get a uh, 30% off uh, your first three months. So um, look in the show notes. Uh, the, uh, the link is will be there. I'll, I'll say it once over the air. Uh, it's uh, junglescout.grsm.io slash smartest seller. And that will take you to, uh, to get your first few months of Jungle Scout off for a really good deal. I've used Jungle Scout for years as a reference. And, and now I can't wait to, uh, to see what features that they have done well that I can start turning off um, other applications. I'll ask our team and what they're using the, you know, the other SaaS tools out there, and see if we can uh, see if we can converge that to Jungle Scout. So, um, if there's one th weakness of my podcast, <laughs> my listeners they probably already know this, but like I just don't know how to end a podcast. You know, it's just like. <laughs> you know like conversations have their natural ending and then you throw like a little advertisement on like ah uh, but i i do know that they keep tuning in next week because uh we, we keep good content out there um uh, now let's see 2020 greg tell us uh give us a teaser of of what you know you think you're excited that you're working on that uh, i mean of where you think the the Jungle Scout tools or even just Amazon in general is going. Yeah. Jungle Scout, we have a whole bunch of exciting stuff. You know, part of it is 
part of it isn't necessarily like brand new like features. And by that, I mean, not like a, a new nav over on the left-hand bar or something, but we're making like a lot of really cool improvements to a lot of the existing functionality. You know, like I was talking about the seasonality forecasting stuff, just like a lot of like really powerful stuff like that. That's just uh, more advanced than what anyone else is kind of doing in the industry that I'm really excited about. And as far as the industry as a whole, that's a great question. You know, I think the, the past few years, we've started to see a few trends that I think will continue into the future. You know, one of these is the private label or the digital first or brand list or whatever you want to call them. Those style of products, I think, will continue to grow and take over market share on Amazon. I think that big Chinese sellers will do a really good job uh, with a lot of those products and they'll be the ones selling a lot of those. I think that, of course, Amazon will continue to grow. I think it's pretty hard to argue that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're always bringing out new stuff, always changing things. It's hard to predict exactly what they're going to do. But I just know, like, it's the place to be selling online right now, right? So you yep. might as well roll with the punches and continue to learn how you can optimize and take advantage of it. And yeah, just really kick ass on there. Yep. No, I agree with you completely. Uh, you know, it's... It, the people that have the, the most tools and the most knowledge and the most work ethic are going to, to win in the end. And so that's why you got to get smart now because you'll look back at 2019 and you'll see how, you know, how easy certain parts of Amazon were, was, and it's, it's only going to get more challenging in the future. Uh, that's a good note to, to leave off on. And uh, thank you for your time, Greg. And uh, to the listeners out there, uh, hope to uh, you know catch next week's episode. I'm excited for the the, the next few episodes I have lined up. And um, all right, take care. See you. Thanks. Bye. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.